Do you want to go down to a 40-hour week without losing revenue? If you're ready to let go of all the extra hours, the stress, the overwhelm, and the clients who hijack your time, consider my signature program, Down to 40 Hours CPA Mastermind. In it, we'll get your accounting practice under control. We'll fix your pricing problems. I'll show you ways to price so you stop giving away the farm so you bring in more revenue for the work you're already doing. I'll help you disengage the clients who are good people but are holding your business back and slowing you down. I'll help you package up your services and design them so they're easy for your clients to understand and choose from while helping you simplify and standardize what you sell. And we'll focus on making your messaging more interesting and compelling so you attract more of the kinds of clients you want to work with and break out of the hodgepodge of referrals trap. We get your prices up, we get your workload down. We standardize, we simplify, we streamline. And we do this at a pace that feels doable, where you feel confident in every choice you make. Prices up, workload down. Registration is open now. We start Tuesday, May 7th. Come with us. Go to GeraldineCarter.com to find out more. I talked to a guy uh, two weeks ago who had a health scare and he was saying, I was laying in the hospital and I was so thankful that I had this money put back in a profit account. And, you know, and he goes, he goes, that's, you don't think of it that way, you know, kind of life changing and, and those type of things. But that's, that's what happens with this. You follow how we, how we set things up and it just gives you so much relief and so much confidence in what you're doing. Welcome to Smart Strategy for CPAs, where I help you work less and earn more. My name is Geraldine Carter. My guest today is Rob Von Cannon. Rob is a CPA and certified profit first professional based in Southern Indiana. I wanted to have Rob on the show to talk about the impact that implementing profit first in his own business and his clients' businesses has had. Because at its core, profit first isn't only about percentages and spreadsheets, it's also a shift in how you think about using your cash. Rob Von Cannon, welcome to the Smart Strategy for CPAs podcast. Thank you for having me. So let's jump right in with our conversation around Profit First. Why don't you give us a high level just to start for our listeners who have heard of Profit First, but don't really know exactly what it is? Okay. Profit First is basically a behavioral system uh, that you implement. Uh, I implement it in my practice, but you implement it in your business. It kind of breaks things up. So uh, there's different accounts for different things. There's a profit account. There's a tax account. There's a operating expense account. So what it does is break up your bank account. So you're not just staring at one account and thinking, oh, there's, you know, here's my, my whole world is in this one account. Got a lot of money in it. Things are going good. Doesn't have a lot of money in it. Things aren't going very well. So it's a way to kind of break that up so that you can uh, see your business, see how it's running a little easier and, and it gives you a peace of mind doing that. Okay. And so I th- for most clients, do you start at a kind of high level, break it up into like five accounts, a tax account, operating expense account, profit account? Mm-hmm. Remind us what those are. So basically, you know, we start obviously with the profit account. We're going to make sure you're profitable from, from the get-go. Uh, we have the profit account. So that's where your profit is going to go into. And what we do is we call it, we do allocations. And the allocations are based off of, we do an initial profit assessment, which is basically taking your revenue minus your expenses and try to find out in these categories, what is your profit? What are you paying yourself? What's your owner's pay? What kind of taxes are you paying? So we break all those down and come up with a percentage of what that is of your revenue. You know, it may be 2%, maybe 5% of profit. So that whatever your revenue is, we're going to put 5% of that into the profit account. So 
right away you can see profit being built up in that account. And, and it's the same with the other accounts. So it could be for taxes, we're going to have an idea of what you need to pay for taxes. So every time you have some revenue come in, we put money back in the tax account. So those are the two main ones. And then the owner's compensation account, kind of the same thing. What percentage of the revenue do we need to pay you to make sure you're, you're being paid adequately for the work you're being done? So those are the three main accounts that we usually jump into. Okay. So you're effectively making sure that cash is being adequately allocated. Yeah. We're, we're giving it a name and we're telling it what to do. That, that's kind of the behavioral part about it. We're basically just saying, this is my profit. This is going to be used for my taxes. And this is my pay. So those are the three main three main drivers. Okay, great. As you get into it with your clients, how much deeper can that go in terms of sub accounts? So it goes, uh, it can go really deep. Like I'll just, if me, for example, uh, being a CPA, I, obviously I get my money in a normal tax year. I get my money a lot during, during tax season. So I have what we call a drip account. So I put extra money that comes in during that time of year, kind of set it aside in a completely different account. And then as we, you know, get into the slower months, November, December, I start to kind of draw on that so that my, my income stays even throughout the year. You could do that. I have contractors to do it for heavy equipment. Hey, I want to save up for a skid steer. Boom, we can put some money back for that. Uh, one of the ones we use a lot uh, with clients, because one of the questions I get a lot is, can I afford to hire somebody else? And so what we end up doing is basically setting up an employee account. How much is this employee going to cost? And we put that money back and act like we're paying that to that employee. What, how does that affect your cash flow? How does that do that? It does two things. So one, it gives you an idea whether you can afford another person. And you do that for a couple of months and all of a sudden you've got some seed money to be able to pay them with that. But those are kind of the three main ones, kind of a, what we call a drip account, rainy day fund, equipment account, and an, an employee fund. Kind of, can I afford another employer? How do I afford another employee? Excellent. Okay. So it's helping you kind of accomplish your business objectives in terms of growth and make sure you have adequate cash for the growth that you're trying to create in your business. Exactly. And then, you, and you know, obviously with those accounts and you can just kind of pinpoint different things. So I need to save up for this. And it may be expenses that only come around once a year. You know, maybe it's a, a big insurance payment you have once a year. It's just, it's just identifying those things. And, and again, going back to a behavioral side of things where you're telling your money what to do. So what made you want to become a profit first professional? Uh, I implemented it in my practice. So I, I kind of did what, what everybody else does. I, I got a hold of the book, read the book, implemented it in my practice. And it was like mind blowing. Cause you think, Oh, I'm a CPA. I know what to, you know, I know how to do my money. You know, I know how to treat money. I know what to do with this and do with that. And so, you know, I was the, uh, the stereotypical person in the book where, you know, April or May I'm sitting on, you know, tons of money. I'm like, wow, I'm, this is great. I'm having a great year. And then, all of a sudden, by October, November, it's like, where'd all that money go? Well, you know, I didn't give it a name. I didn't tell it what to do. And so, uh, you know, so I did that first in my practice and then kind of came around and said, you know, I, I need to share this with my clients because they have the same problems. You know, they, they don't know where their profit is. They don't have money for taxes when it comes and they're not paying themselves a, a fair salary or fair wages. Okay. So even as a CPA, you still found yourself with this sort of feast or famine situation in your own business. Yeah, it, it, embarrassingly eye-opening. You know, you just kind of see those numbers when you do that profit assessment. And you're like, "Wow, I'm way off where I should be." Uh, and you, I mean, just the, the typical thing where you think, "Oh, everything's going fine. I've got money. I'm, I'm doing fine like that." But when you break the numbers down, it just you know, it's real eye-opening. And when you started implementing it with your clients, what was the response? Uh, very good. You know, it's kind of kind of a slow stage. So, so what I do is we do the implementation program. So we really just kind of walk through the book. Hey, let's talk about setting up your accounts. Let's talk about how these allocations are going to work. Uh, and it's like anything where you're, you're having to break some old habits. 
So you have some people are just like, well, I can't do, you know, that's, I can't do this or can't do that. And then, and then, but as they see it, and I mean, the people that have implemented it and they are doing it correctly and you see that money going into your profit, you have money to pay your taxes with. It's just, uh, it's very liberating uh, yeah. all the way around. I know more than, more than one business owner, certainly, especially in the first year when they have no idea that they're going to get hit with self-employment tax. Oh, yes. Yes. Just how painful that is. Yeah. Yeah. The delay that happens in there because you think, oh, I, I, look what I made. <laughs> yeah. And then it's like, oh, by the time April comes around, maybe I don't have the money to even pay that. Where did I, did I really make that? That can't be right. So that's, yeah, that's what happens. Where is that money? What kind of stories do you have from clients who maybe you've helped them really turn their business around or right the ship? I think, I mean, this year with COVID is probably one of the, you know, it really tested the people uh, that had it. So I, I've heard from numerous ones where we had implemented, you know, maybe the year before. And, you know, I'm, I'm just so glad I had that money put back where they had a rainy, like a rainy day fund or they had money paid back. Or, you know, we may have been doing it with them for three or four years and they, they've knocked out a bunch of debt from where they were. And, you know, you know, nothing worse than having debt being highly leveraged when uh, the economy takes a tank. So, that was there. I had, I talked to a guy uh, two weeks ago who had a health scare, it wasn't COVID related, but just a health scare. And he was saying, I was laying in the hospital and I was so thankful that I had this money put back in a profit account. And, you know, and he goes, he goes, that's, you don't think of it that way, you know, kind of life changing and, and those type of things. But that's, that's what happens with this. You follow those, those, how we, how we set things up and it just gives you so much relief and so much confidence in what you're doing. And what's been the impact to your business, either in terms of profitability or in terms of marketing, client acquisition, that kind of thing? So it's, yeah, definitely been awesome for the business because it kind of moved me from being just a compliance, you know, checking a box, filling the filling in boxes to being an advisory type situation where I'm actually helping people out with their businesses. And man, talk about gratifying. And that's the fun work, you know, that's, I always try to, when I'm looking at my weekly schedule, you're like how many profit first people I'm going to be working with. Cause that's where I get my energy from on that side of things, you know, versus, Oh, I got a stack of tax returns. I got to get out. So it's just been awesome as far as, and, and you start doing what you like doing and you'll make money doing that part. You know, it's just kind of, it just feeds itself. So it's, you know, it's great to see people succeed. You get to help them succeed and share, you know, share with them in that, in that success. And, and you just can't, you know, it's, it's a great feeling. And has it made your marketing easier? Do clients come to you? Do you get better qualified leads because of it or kind of the same? It feels like it. It feels like, you know, especially if someone has had some knowledge either of the book or they've talked to someone who's done it, then it's very powerful. Oh, this guy does that. You know, so it really sets me apart from somebody down the street that doesn't offer that. That's just strictly compliance. So, so we try to, you know, get that out as much as possible. Hey, by the way, we do profit first implementation and things like that. And it, and it resonates with people. And again, if they, once they, if they've heard of it, then, and then it's, it's an easy sale because it's like, it's one of those, you know, things that you, you try to do it on your own, but you really need kind of like an accountability partner. Yeah. Uh, Cause it's, it gets a little tricky and there's, you know, just some moves with it, but it's always good to have a sounding board. Somebody go, is that, am I doing this right? Are my, are my uh, allocations, my percentages, are they correct? Uh, and, and that's just, that's where my role kind of comes in, helping get those things set up. And then, Hey, here's what we need to do now. Here's what we're going to tackle next. Yeah, your percentages are looking good. And we're looking at them on a quarterly basis. Gotcha. So you don't necessarily have all of your clients on profit first, just the ones who either request it or the ones who, who you might suggest it to and say, I think this might be really good for you. Yeah. So it, it's ones that have either come to me directly for that. And then I've kind of handpicked 
some of my clients that we work with, you know, that we're doing their books for, we, you know, so we have a good relationship with that. It's kind of like, you, you know, you listen to those trigger points, you know, I, you know, I don't know where I'm, I, it doesn't feel like I'm making any money. Uh, I never have enough money to pay my taxes. You know, that, you know, you listen for those warning signs and it's like, Hey, I got, I got an answer for that. Here's how, here's how it works. Usually it goes real well because they're, they're looking for something themselves and they're looking, you know, they look towards CPAs, you know, as a trusted advisor. And so, man, when you can deliver something like that, it just, it just raises that off the charts. Yeah. And if they're complaining about the problem, about certain problems and you have the solution, you wouldn't want to withhold the solution. Exactly. Right. Yeah. yeah. I don't know where all the spending is going. I don't know. I've got too much debt. And I'm like, well, we got, we got a way to get around that. We got a way to attack that. Sometimes CPAs have trouble shifting off of billing by the hour and shifting into something that's more subscription-based. And they also often have trouble imagining that clients will pay significantly more sums for something of, um, of greater value when clients can be price sensitive and ask questions like, why is my tax return $795? It can make the CPA think, well, they're never going to pay $7,000 or $15,000 a year for more when they already complain about $795 for a tax return. So how do you have that conversation about pricing with your clients and what, what's it sound like and what's the response from them? So we, we started 10 years ago trying to get to like a more of a monthly bill versus just a one time a year. So, so we kind of loosened them up that way a little bit, you know, like, we have a, we have a monthly fee that's going to encompass you know may encompass bookkeeping it's going to obviously encompass uh, tax uh, compliance work and so that kind of you know paved the way a little bit as I started to implement uh, profit first with my clients so what I do with them is kind of have a basically an implementation period usually it's about three months ninety days kind of implementation that's where we kind of walk through everything like that so there's kind of like an upfront fee on that part of that. And then we spin into what I call like the profit operating system, which is basically, this is going to be our monthly, our monthly time together. And so most of my clients uh, are kind of split between we have a monthly meeting or a quarterly meeting. And so at that meeting, we're kind of going over there, you know, where do they stand as far as their profit first go? Do we need to bump their allocations? Uh, here's, here's what's in your profit account. Here's, and then we take a look because I'm a CPA, I also hit the tax side pretty hard. Uh, you know, so we're making sure they're tax efficient. And so we take a hard look at that. Here's where we are right now on your taxes. Uh, if we filed your return today, or at least annualize it, here's what it's going to look like. Here's what we got back in your account. So we're in good shape there. Or do we need to adjust that? Do we need to, do we buy some equipment we didn't plan on? So that's going to make that, you know, make that a lower part. So it, it's just a really good uh, communication back and forth with that client. What's going on with your business? You know, Tell me, you know, who, you know, have you hired anybody new? Where are your clients coming from? You know, it's, it's a great way to have a conversation kind of wrapped around or wrapped inside Profit First. Profit First being wrapped around all this. And you can just cover all these topics that you normally wouldn't talk about. You know, if you're doing somebody's tax return, you're usually not going to go, where'd you get your last three clients? Or where, you know, where'd you find your staff member that's really good? You know, it's usually something you don't really get into, but this allows you to do that. And I think that's what opens up the value. Uh, and so, Instead of, you know, just getting paid, you know, basically you do tax preparation, maybe bookkeeping spread out over, over, a, over a year, you know, you're, you're really adding that value. You're talking about their business and, and, you know, 
it, it's just awesome to hear someone who's excited about their business talking about it. And you get to do that on a monthly basis and you just you, you kind of feed off of that. And so it it brings the value with it as you're going through those through those conversations. So do they protest at the price? Do they balk at it? Or are they like, oh, that'll pay for itself times four? Right. Yeah. Usually, you know, the implementation, they're they're pretty gung-ho right out, you know, as that's going on. So, you know, they're seeing they're seeing some wins, they're putting money back here. And then and then to go to the other part, basically we're just like, we're gonna be we would be doing this anyway. We're just gonna kind of supercharge it. So we're gonna be able to deliver this on a, you know, so it takes maybe a couple months and then they're just like, yeah, well, yeah, this is great. Yeah. Not, so I get very little complaints on any pricing outside of that, because I think we're just delivering a, delivering a ton of value and providing that for them. So there are varying degrees of familiarity with Profit First sort of out there in the accounting and CPA space. Let's cover first some misconceptions about what Profit First is and what it isn't. You know, especially with, with CPAs. So like when I'm getting a, when I'm getting a client from another CPA or something like that, if they, again, kind of, they know, if they've heard about Profit First, uh, chances are the reason why they're moving is because their current CPA doesn't want anything to do with it. You know, it's just kind of, well, that's just, I think it's because it's behavioral based that some CPAs just kind of throw up their hands. Well, that, you know, it's not, you know, it's not by the numbers. It's not doing it this way. So it's, they don't even want to think about it. So that just, just the way some of the CPAs are wired, it's just, you know, that's not their, they're not advisory. They're not advising their clients. It's strictly compliance work. I get a lot of feedback from some and, you know, it's kind of like, why, why do we have to do all the accounts? Can't we just do, you know, can't I just do a spreadsheet and do that? Well, part of the behavior, part of the process is actually moving this money. You know, the money's really there. The money's going over into a profit account. And so that's all part of how it changes your psyche, changes how you view things uh, because you are telling your money what to do. It's not just a spreadsheet where you're, Oh, I'll just move this 500 over here. You know, it's, you're writing a check or you're going on your banking online and you're moving that money into that account. I think that's like when I'm talking to CPAs that are unfamiliar with it, their first, the first line of defense is, well, couldn't you do that? Can you make that easier? Well, it's not meant to be, it's not meant to be super simple. It's meant to have, you know, the process of actually moving that money. That's all part of the, part of the learning. Gotcha. That it's almost by, it's maybe not so much that it's by design, but the act of moving your money into different places makes you make a conscious decision of this is what these dollars are doing and this is what those dollars are doing. They have a job to do. It, it, it personalizes it when you're moving that money around versus if you're just looking at a spreadsheet and it's all, you know, it's in little buckets, but it's really it's still in one account. That really, it brings it home. Yeah. It's not the same effect when it all just sits in one giant account, but on a spreadsheet, it's broken out into five accounts. Exactly. Gotcha. What other objections do you commonly face from CPAs and accountants about Profit First? As we get into the implementation, one, one part of the implementation process is uh, kind of the, the rhythm or the frequency when you're going to make these allocations. Yeah. And so that's usually one of the biggest hurdles to get over with people implementing it. Yeah, it was with me implementing because that's where that's kind of where the rubber meets the road on. I'm going to tell I'm going to tell my money when I'm going to pay it. And, and what they, the book recommends using like the 10th and the 25th. So you pay all your bills, you make your allocations, pay your bills, do everything on the 10th and the 25th. But that's, it's kind of just made like I do mine based on like when my payroll is, because that's my biggest item. So I do mine literally every other week right before payroll. But that's one of the biggest hurt, you know, like, oh, I can't do, I can't, you know, it's just, it's too much. My money, because what happens is they get a real eye-opening picture of their cash flow on a month-to-month basis, when it's coming in, when it's going out. And, and people sometimes, I don't have, I can't move that because there's not enough money there. So we have to, it takes a while to work our way through 
you know, we have, sometimes those automatic payments, we have to turn those off and write checks for a little bit, or we, you know, we can say, this always comes out on this date. We're going to change it. So it comes out. So we're controlling it. And it's just, that's hard for people to adjust to, you know, actually controlling it because a lot of it's just like, well, it just happens. You know, the money comes in, the money comes out, but it, this is, that's the harder part from both a mental standpoint and a, and a physical one. I don't have the money to move over there now. Well, let's, why, why don't you? So let's dig a little bit deeper on why that's, why that's occurring. And so it opens up, you know, doors on, on what, what's happening, really happening on your cash flow. So it's not like it's a quick fix. It's not like you go in, turn on profit first with whatever percentages and allocations and you're off and you're away. It sounds like it might take a few months or maybe many months to right the ship, especially if people's cash flow is, is a mess or a disaster, that it's going to take some time to actually get the allocations right, to get the process right, to really dial it in is not an overnight process. Yeah. And we, you know, we're, we're shooting for those small wins. So incremental wins, you know, let's just, that's why we try to start off with a smaller number because we don't want to, you know, okay, I want to allocate, you know, I, I should, my profit should be 30%. You don't want to start with that because you don't want to backtrack. You don't want to go, oh, it's not 30. It's only 10, you know, that just, that, that's, that's probably the worst thing that people get too excited. Uh, and then they don't have the cash flow to back up, back up those percentages. So, so that's why we try to small, you know, just get these small wins and build off of those. That, that seems like that helps out a lot. And how about on the personal side? The the statistics are staggering for how many Americans are under or shouldering really heavy debt burdens. Can you take this methodology and map it over to the personal side so it's being implemented in both places and help the client get out of both business debt and personal debt? A lot of it almost takes care of itself. So you're, you're putting this money back on the profit side. And so what what we normally do is as you put that money in that profit account, that is yours. You know, you're, you're, you you need to take that out and do something with that yourself on the on a personal side. It's not meant to fund the business. It's not meant to do anything inside the business. So, so what we do on that one is basically if they have that debt out there, then let's, let's attack that debt with your profit. I'm using profit for my business to pay off my house or pay off my school loans or pay off whatever that is. Uh, so we don't really have to set up a whole new set of books on your personal side. We just say, you know, 90% of the money in this profit account is going to go towards this loan. Boom, knock that out and kind of be really, again, really directed and, and laser focused on, on what we're paying off with that. Slightly different take here. I've been keeping an eye on your website and it looks like it just got a nice refresh on it. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. There, so there are a couple of things. One of them is that you, I, if memory serves, you used to be focused on gyms as a niche. Is that true? No, I was not. I was, uh, my focus has usually been on chiropractors and then financial advisors. So talk to us first about chiropractors and having them as a niche. What's that done for your business? Oh, it's been awesome because they, they are, you know, they are a very tight knit group. And so if you can help one of them out, they're usually involved in whether it's, you know, state societies or, you know, uh, Facebook pages. And so they, they, preach, you know, if, you, if you're doing well for them, then they, they can recommend you um, to all their, all their associates and all their, all their friends on that, on that side of things. They're fun to work with. You know, I kind of, I kind of picked chiropractors because they are usually open-minded, you know, they're, they're not afraid to try new things. And, and so they fit right into that profit for, you know, here's what we're going to do. We're going to kind of disrupt your business and they're kind of open to it because they've usually been through some kind of coaching, usually along the, along the line somewhere, but that's, that's what's been on their side, how the success, how the success works. Cause they, I think they're open-minded. They take the coaching well. 
Uh, and that's a key part. You know, we can't, we can only go so far. I can only go so far and getting you to implement it. You got to, there's a big part of it that's you, and, and that's how it works because you, you take that on. Yes. And how about the financial advisors? That's a surprising niche. Yeah. It, uh, that's just been over like the last year and a half or so. So it's been, uh, cause they're all, it's really fragmented and they're all doing kind of their own, they're literally doing their own thing. So it's kind of the same thing. They, they feel like they're, most of them that I've run into are very coachable. Uh, they're open-minded about it, trying to get, you know, trying to get it implemented in their business. And I think they see also that it's something they can share with their clients because they're going to hear the client saying the same thing. Hey, I got to spend, I'm spending too much on tax or I didn't know, I, I didn't know I was going to have to pay that. So I got to, I got to liquidate something, you know, so they're kind of feeling the pain for their clients. And so that's kind of what I, what drew me to them was the combination of working with them and also working with their clients as well, you know, helping their clients out, helping them on both sides. And how are financial advisors as business owners? I think a lot of us like to have misconceptions about, you know, just because they're involved in numbers, money, and math that automatically they're good at business. You're shaking your head. <laughs> yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's just like, it's, it's like I was as a CPA before I implemented it. You know, it's kind of all over the place. One account, everything's there, you know, and, and it's just, you're not, you're not telling your money what to do, whether whatever business it is, they, they're doing the same thing. You know, they're, you know, some of them are highly regulated. So they're highly regulated, but that doesn't mean they're doing all the right, all the right things as far as profit first goes. This has all been really interesting. What would you say to a CPA who's kind of been curious about it? Maybe they're a little iffy. Maybe I should, maybe I shouldn't. What would you say to that CPA who's kind of exploring, but on the fence? Mm -hmm. I, I would definitely learn more about it. You know, if, if you haven't implemented it in your business yet, just, just do it, you know, start with your business, go through the process and, but, but do it from an eye that I'm going to share this with somebody else. You know, you're going to be the teacher, you're going to be the coach, but do it in your business first. And that'll, and, and it, if you see the benefits from it, then it's like, I want to share this. And so it'll just pick up its own momentum on that. Uh, but it's, it's been, like I said, awesome for my practice, give me new, uh, I've been, I've had my practice for 16 years and it's just nice, you know, switching over to that advisory services, just helping business owners out. It's just a, it's an amazing feeling. Oh, excellent. I love that. That's a great place to leave it. Thank you so much, Rob, for coming on the Smart Strategy for CPAs podcast. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much, Rob, for coming on the podcast. I love the idea of making conscious decisions about what you will do with your cash and planning out how you will invest in the growth of your business is powerful. A lot of business owners are guessing, or worse, completely willy-nillying it with their cash in their business, if they're even thinking about it at all. Probably what they're doing is worrying about it, but that's it. Now, I'm agnostic about the process you use to get great results for your clients, but I've spoken with loads of business owners who have said things like, oh yeah, implementing a profit first changed everything for me. So if you're curious, go check it out. I've linked to both the book and the company in the show notes. Also in the show notes are links to my free five-day email course, Better Pricing Strategies for CPAs. If you're uncertain about your prices and your pricing methodology, and especially want to know how to get off of hourly billing, check out this simple five-day email course to get your head in the right place. Also check out Accountants Anonymous. It's a free monthly training I host for CPAs with a sense of humor who are ready to overcome underpricing. The next one is all about how do I price this? And it's February 18th at noon Eastern. You can find out more at my website, shethinksbigcoaching.com. All right, that's it from me. Have a great week. 
Hi again. Would you rather spend your weekends outside playing or at your desk? In Down to 40 Hours CPA Mastermind, we put an end to overworking while maintaining revenue. Registration is open now, but it won't be for long. Go to GeraldineCarter.com now to enroll today.